There we go. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. The Drunk Mustache Podcast. With me today. <laughs> with me today is a man who's planning to create a garbage a garage band that's made completely out of bassists. That's Ozzy. How's it going, Ozzy? I was about to say I thought that was Kevin. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Just a bunch of bassists. Like, I'm not sure how that would work, but um, I, I don't actually have plans for that. Like, all the bass lines all at once. There's too much, all the bass you can handle. There's uh, too much bass. Yeah, is, is it all about that bass? Uh, no. That would be the, the only song we cover, and we would play it over and over again, like, <laughs> you know, the, like the Cantina Band. All right, can we, can we cover a song? All right, we got you. All about, the, all about the bass, we got you. Also with us today, a man who has... Never found an Irishman that he couldn't drink with. Uh, that's Kevin. How's it going, Kevin? Oh, it's going going pretty good on this lovely St. Patrick's Day. I know it's fantastic, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. I wore green. Nobody pinched me, so I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. But I mean, yeah, I wore green today as well. I mean, it depends on who's doing the pinching. So yeah. I uh, got okay. fair enough. I also wore green. I didn't even realize it was St. Patrick's Day until like halfway through the day. There's, like, nobody at my work that, like, wore green. There's, like, maybe, like, three people. It was really depressing. Everybody else just wears black and gray. I know everybody on the line wasn't wearing green. They were all wearing blue. Like, fucking unsophisticated. Yeah. Terrible, terrible people. Uh, And then, then of course, I'm your host with the most, and, hey, you know, I just want to get, like, a word of wisdom out there to all our children listeners. Like, I know that your parents say that you should read a book, and a book can take you everywhere. But have you tried ayahuasca? Because that shit will take you multiple places at the same time. Like, fuck. Ayahuasca? What the hell is ayahuasca? It's one of those, like, uh, medicinal drugs from the rainforest that the shamans use. Just, just oh, one of those. Is there a Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia episode on that? Otherwise, I don't know about it. It probably is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. It's tied into DMT, so I mean, if you're taking DMT, you got probably a somewhere. He had one that was kind of like DMT, but like super powerful. Isn't that what's like the toads? The toads uh, DMT. Yeah, this one is based off of like the roots in the area. So yeah, but I um, mean, all the area, all the kind of plants and vegetation and animal life they get from eating that. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. So don't sue me if you take that drug, get high, and then kill a bunch of villagers. It's not good. It's happened before. Can Canadians are bad people? Don't listen to what they tell you. All right. Anyway, so this week, our brewery that we're deciding to review, because of course we review breweries and music, I know, people may have forgotten because we haven't cast in a long time. This week we're reviewing uh, Boss Baby Brewing, so that's good. Um, No, Big Boss. Boss Hoss? Boss Hog. Isn't that a movie? No, it's a the character in the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, the Dukes of Hazard. He's the cop. Oh, what, what's, what's, the, what's the movie where the dudes ride bikes across like the United States? It's like super cheesy. Roadhogs. 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 No, that's I thought you were t- I thought you were talking about some like crappy re like knockoff of uh... Brokeback Mountain, but with motorcycles. No, I was I was. That's actually like real life. That's just 
that's usually a, a cover-up for them having like, those big Harleys. Yeah, sure. No, I was thinking of that Australian movie. What's the one with, like, they soup up all the cars and they're driving across the desert and everything? God, what's the name? Oh, Mad Max? Mad Max, yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, a crappy knockoff version of Mad Max. And I was like, damn. No, this is the one with, like, John Travolta and somebody else who they, like, have, like, a midlife crisis. I've never watched it. I just remember seeing the stupid, like, previews for it. I'm like, this looks absolutely terrible. I actually did watch it. First half is absolutely terrible. Second half is zen. I don't know. They had you in the first half. Yeah, it it was kind of. They make a lot of super obvious, super dumb jokes, and there's a lot of like uh, questionable. Yeah. Anyway, point being, uh, I, I still like wouldn't recommend. Yes. Okay. So we went to Big Boss Brewing. Okay. Oh, air hogs things. Oh, I'm just planes that you threw. I miss air. Oh yeah, those are like huge things, like shooting to the air. They were like those badass commercials. Yeah, they were like those like you pump them up and then they like fly on air pressure or something. Oh yeah, they've got like yeah, they've got like a whole they got like helicopters, cars. They really fly, but guys, oh they're like full RC. Man, I I thought I was going to be the most distracted one on the podcast, but yes. Sorry, sorry, big dogs. Uh, big boss brewing. So, um. Obviously, Raleigh Durham. We're talking about that. It's uh, Kevin, Kevin Nazi. Y'all are from more familiar with the area. Do you want to give us the geography and any of the history if you know it? Who the history? I don't know. But, I mean, Kevin might give you a little bit more history. Because I, I mean, it's like probably, it's like off of, of it's off of Capitol Boulevard, but I don't really know much Not else either. about that area. Yeah, off Atlantic. It's uh, really close to a couple other breweries like Linwood Brewing Concern, and uh, there's one more other thing out there. Fun guys, uh, those are all in like Walker selling place. Well, oh yeah, they're all pretty close, um, and it's one of the bigger ones out there. Uh, we've been there a couple times for their Oktoberfest. Castoberfest, uh, right? excuse me. Um, but it's a pretty cool place. Um, I don't know much about the history, but it's in a pretty good location, uh, central to Raleigh, I guess. Uh, it's not in the downtown, so you kind of avoid a lot of that. Um, but it's in a pretty good place for everything else. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's one of the older uh, breweries in, in Raleigh. I don't know when it was put into place, but I know I've been seeing their beer for a lot longer than a lot of other breweries on the scene. I mean, they're up there with uh, like Lone Rider for being some of the like the longest in like downtown Raleigh for being like oh, craft beer. Yeah, like Raleigh Brewing Company, like back when Gizmo was still Roth Brewing, Big Boss was already out, so Well and I do established in two thousand six. The one in Raleigh, by the way. I did find that. And I do know that they've had some beers go around. I mean I know for a fact I've seen the Bad Penny and I've seen the Hell's Bells or Hell's Bell. Yeah, sorry. Uh, in Georgia, so I know they've got a distribution going on, but uh, so they're decently sized, I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the tap room is pretty big. It's like two floors, and they have this whole it's a huge, huge warehouse. Yeah, back warehouse place that they've opened up for, depending on how many people they got there. Um, but you know, COVID times, there was basically no one there when we went so that was a plus yeah it was a big parking lot and no one was there and 
I mean, that guy at the bar was really friendly until some women walked in, and I guess he was trying to hit on them. I don't know what the deal was with that. Yeah, our server was kind of 50-50. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that. I mean, he, he poured me beers when I asked about him, so, you know. Yes. He did his I job. I did the whole really seriously, which I liked. Yeah, I'm assuming that's because they got in trouble a couple times. He was telling me that they, because I asked if we could sit outside initially, um, but it was, like, way too cold. Yeah, um, and he's like, yeah, just don't go past those, like, lines. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, no problem. He's like, yeah, we've had some issues with people who were either, like, underage or we were at capacity and they would go get a beer and then just go drink in their car. Because they were... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was some... Yeah. So they would go sit in the parking lot and drink in their car, I guess because they didn't want to be outside and be cold. And you're can't do that so yeah they've had to add a bunch of rules and i guess it's a fairly popular place still um being one of the bigger spots and you know they had a bunch of stuff on tap uh when we went so that was yeah they had at least like almost 20 beers honestly yeah and it was all their beer so they don't even have all of the beers that they had listed on their uh all the beers that they had in the uh, tap room are not listed on their website. They outnumber the ones that they've had previously. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, they had like a ton of beers. Yeah, I was hoping I could find like a screenshot. Didn't someone take a picture? I took a picture, yeah. I can, I can send it to you guys. Yeah, uh, yeah I took a, I try to take a picture anyways, every time we go. So the, the atmosphere is... is pretty good i mean it's got a pretty large room it's a warehouse kind of like a lot of them uh out here in raleigh will have that warehouse look just because warehouses are cheap and they can hold a lot of stuff so you can brew beer so that's kind of the reason a lot of people flock to that and people like the industrial look uh these days so why not you know get all three for the least amount of money right so I mean, makes sense. And I mean, like you said, it does make it a lot more comfortable when you're in this big, massive space during the COVID times because it's everything's really spread out. Although y'all yeah. were telling me some of the things we couldn't take advantage of, like you were mentioning like this, what was it, this beer like fighting game that they had or something that we weren't able to use? Oh, that's like... Can we talk about the arcade that they have? Yeah. No, so there's... This was a... A story that was told to me. I've never actually seen it. I was told they only bring it out for like birthday parties and stuff. So basically, they've like modded or got somebody to create basically a Mortal Kombat game, but with their characters of their beards. So Hell's Bell, uh, Bad Penny, um, and then Dead Eye Jack, I guess, is one of them. And basically, the cost to play is like four, three, three or four bucks to play one round. Uh, and basically, whoever wins gets a pour of whatever their beer, and the machine will actually dispense it. But I don't know if they still do that anymore, or you know what happened. I know they definitely don't do it right now. I don't even know if it exists. That seems like an awfully complicated mechanism to figure out, but I mean, it would be awesome to see that whenever they yeah. bring it back. I don't know. 
So, uh, but yeah, they did have a lot of cool stuff. Um, obviously, the beers. Now that Ozzy has finally has texted it to us, do you want to kind of go down what you had and what you enjoyed? Like, oh man. Because I know for a fact that I had the Aces and Eights, which was pretty good. Now, the Blackburn was actually, I believe the Blackburn was the disappointing stout, if I remember correctly. Because that one did not, I guess, it, which is a shame because it's an Irish stout. It just did not feel like it had the full bodiness of a stout. It was kind of weak. I don't know. Irish stouts are dry. Yeah. Well, is that what it is? But yeah, everything else was fantastic. Um, you got what you wanted. That's true. You got what you ordered. I got the exactly. got the Blackberry Sunshine. That was great. Ventures Guide. That was good. Um, I did do the Bad Penny because you have to. And I think I'm trying to remember, did I have the pineapple or did I get something else? I think I got the pineapple. I think you did get pineapple because yeah. I remember I you got there. I got oh, the pineapple. Oh, you got the pineapple? Then that means I got the, like, trail's end or whatever it is um, okay. up at the top. I know I, I know. I got the tangerine the raspberry guy. goza. That was actually very good. Their goza was really good, and it was really refreshing. And um, That was the second beer I got, so it was easy to be good when the first beer I got was the Big Operator, which was a stout. It was like a raspberry and cacao. Cacao! That's cacao. Sweet, sweet. And it, it wasn't. It wasn't very good, honestly. It was just kind of tasted sweet and just kind of bland at the same time. I don't know. They had it on special that day, so maybe they were just trying to get rid of it. Bad batch. It's, it's very possible. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't very impressed, but because it was very good, it was very refreshing, and I actually liked the uh, bit of tangerine and raspberry. I got a little bit of both. Uh, let's see. I had the cabin heater, double IPA. I had the Wolf Barley Wine, had the F2, which is a Fodor H Sour Ale with Pineapple, and then I had one other one. Oh, I had the Hellas Lager, the Big Boss Lager. Uh, my least favorite was the Double IPA, surprisingly enough. Uh, it just, I don't know, something was off about it. It was pretty malty, but not a whole lot of bitterness to it. It uh, tasted okay. Like, the hot flavor that you got from it was just bitter. There wasn't, like, hot flavor. So it was just kind of there. And it wasn't very it wasn't very good. Uh, I mean, it was mediocre at best. Um, the Hellas Lager was actually really good. Uh, pretty smooth, pretty crisp. Had that Hellas kind of flavor. The Wolf uh, was good. It was... Slightly sweet, but that's just kind of how barley wines are. Um, really drinkable. You know, it was, if you wanted a barley wine that's not just like this super caramelized, you know, overly sweet barley wine, uh, this one was a good one. Which one and was that? The, the Wolf. Oh, the Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the F2 Pineapple Sour Ale was good. Uh, had a good pineapple flavor, but a lot of base stock and a, and a decent amount of sour. We're not talking Wicked Weed level sourness on this, which I appreciate because Wicked Weed sours are almost too sour for me. And um, so that one was good. I mean, I liked all of them except for the IPA. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed everything except for my first beer, and apparently now Kevin's telling me, like, oh, I just didn't understand what I ordered. But, you know, that's fine. I think, yeah, they they have a good understanding, and maybe that's because they've been around for so long, of what they're brewing and how to kind of make a good product. Uh, and I think we've seen that they can things can go wrong when you don't fully understand that, even at, like, seasoned places like uh, Lone Rider. So I was really impressed with what they put out. Um, I mean, again, I don't know fully about the uh, brewing itself, but uh, I know that everything I had, I enjoyed drinking a lot. So I guess that's the key thing <laughs> at any brewery. Uh, and like, and like, you, like we were saying earlier, they have a good presence too. Uh, I mean, you've seen them outside of Raleigh, um, like the Bad Penny. And I, I mean, I like Bad Penny. It's a good beer. Um, it's a good standard beer and hell's bells is around a lot i know a lot of friends who like that too um so they definitely you know outside of just you know them doing it right here they do it right enough to i guess be a little bit more commercial as well yeah and i was um talking with the raleigh homebrewers club that we have out here and telling it oh yeah we went to you know big boss i think we went on the wednesday the day before the, the meeting and we were talking about it and and they're like, yeah, I think they're just really bad at making IPAs. Because I think, Ozzy, I think you had, like, the stra- someone had a Stratofortress or something like that. Okay, I think, maybe I, I think maybe I did, too. I was thinking I had another one, and um, I think I wasn't, I, I didn't like it that much either. Yeah, um, I think you got the Stratofortress or either the new guy. One of y'all got one of those two. And then said it wasn't very good. And then I got the double IPA that wasn't very good. And then I've had the high roller before. And it's pretty all right. And I was like, yeah, their beer's good, but maybe they just missed the mark on IPAs in general. Because I liked everything else that I got from there. Um, maybe, they, I don't, maybe they just don't have IPAs down? Or well, they're just not keeping up with the market and the flavors of the market and I say that as I am the market, so. Well, I am. I'm looking well, at... Well, I mean, uh, IPAs are huge, and if they're missing out on that, um, that's kind of a big, you know, a big, like, part of the, I guess, the more... Um, it might not be... modern, but newer styles, I guess. It might be... IPAs are great, right? It might be part of this series. They've got like an IPA series, and I don't know what that is because I enjoyed the trail guide I got. Although, granted, it was my last drink of the night, so maybe that was just like <laughs> I enjoyed everything else, or it was kind of in my head. But yeah, apparently they've got like a series of IPAs that are all part of it, the same kind of category. So the Stat- Strata Fortress would have been included in that. Um, basically, anything that's got like an air kind of sound to it you know warhawk stuff like that uh, but yeah i don't know as because i only had a few of their ipas and uh everything i had i enjoyed uh except for that one stout um and they are they have changed over a lot which is kind of surprising they've got a honduran coffee lager and a toasted coconut stout now so oh, that toasted coconut sounds delicious Interesting. Getting into stout territory as it starts to warm up. That's what you want. Well, they also have a high roller blood orange IPA. Okay, yeah. that you had it's that. It's all right. You can get it in bottles usually. What about the? I don't blood know. Orange? Yeah. 
I don't know what the okay. Noble Effort IPL is. IPL? I don't know. Like lager. A, Imperial a, Pale Lager. Oh, okay. So it's not it's not an IPA. It's like a lager. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little smoother and crisp. Honestly, I'm okay if the place doesn't have a ton of like amazing IPAs because you can really get that anywhere else. <laughs> everywhere else. You can get IPAs everywhere else. So it's nice to see that because, I mean, they just because... You know, your friend said that IPA, they didn't. They don't do IPAs that well, and we may not have gotten a great IPA there. They really didn't have a lot of IPAs to begin with. I mean, they probably had like five out of twenty, which I mean, the rest of them being a bunch of different types was refreshing to me. I don't know. I just like seeing some variety, and I like like we said, you can get IPAs anywhere. I mean, I guess my key thought is that it's a stable place, and it looks like it's it's a good time ov- overall. I'm kind of worried that when it gets super busy, because every other time we've been by this place, it's like super crowded. And even though it's a big place, it's like, you know, there's there's usually people out the door. So I kind of counted it as lucky that we kind of came during the COVID times when there wasn't a whole lot of people. Because at least with Linwood Brewing, which is right down the road, like people can spread out kind of in the parking lot and stuff. Because they've got all the tables, picnic tables and stuff outside. And I don't know, I haven't been here during the uh, non-COVID times, but it always looks super crowded. So that's they have m- room in the back, and they have a second story. So I mean, that is... A, there's a bunch of room. They just have to yeah, open it up and put the tables out. I think they, I think they don't have, they like, half capacity, so they just didn't have it available because they don't want people back there. I'm also... Yeah, I also don't think I can go back there because Georgia Tech lost when we were there, so I'm, like, all torn up about it, you know. You can tell... You can tell by my voice, I'm just so torn up about it. God. It's a good place to drown your sorrows. <laughs> you know, Kevin, you make a fair point. You would make you would be a good advertiser. Um, but yeah, no. You gotta make up for it somehow. I, I think overall, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna mark this as one of the best places to be, but I think it's just a it's a pretty stable place if you ever if you want a good example of overall brewing in Raleigh and you decide to stop by. This is a pretty good place. Hit this and hit Linwood at the same time. They're both pretty good brewers, breweries. So, yeah. I don't know. Y'all yeah, I, mean, I, I, like, I like the atmosphere. I like how spacious it is out there. and It doesn't seem... I mean, a couple times I've been... Um, I, w- I want to say that outside of this last time we went, they've been during events, so they've always been kind of slammed. Um, but that just goes to show how you know well-received they are. Because, um, like I said, we've been for Castoberfest and it's absolutely slim. Um, and, but I like, you know, every time I go there, I enjoy myself. Uh, it's a cool atmosphere. The beers have always been pretty good anytime I've gone there. Um, and I did enjoy some newer ones this time that I haven't had before. Um, and it's in a good location. Like you said, you can go to Linwood if you wanted to. You can also go down to Fun Guys and, you know, then you can make your way downtown if you want to. Uh, so it's, 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 I, I did enjoy myself there. I, I do like it. In some place I would actually frequent. Yeah, um, I, I give them an average plus or a great minus. Uh, great, great minus. So like we, a, so we talking like a B minus, maybe something like that. Yeah, I'd probably give them a, hard, a good B. I'll give them a good B. I so solid B. Solid B. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just biased because I like IPAs, and I seem to always be let down when I get IPAs there, but. I was really impressed with the other things that I got, so that brings up, you know, if you're not an IPA drinker, 
and you know you're going to order something other than that, then, yeah, for sure, you're looking at, like, an A. But if you're, like... So then, like, Emily would love to go there. Yeah, I mean, like, the Hellas was delicious there. I think... Does Emily like Gozas? Because I think if yes, that's the she case... she likes sours and anything, like... Yeah, then I think... Because no because their gozas were probably top tier. I thought I don't know. Man. I, I really like the goza. I like the F two. The F two sour was really good. So I wanted to get that, but I, I was already tapped out. So I guess if you kind of uh, lean on the yeah fruitier side, uh, well, no, that's not entirely accurate because the stouts were good too. So I don't know. Yeah, pretty much anything other than IPA, and you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. That's that's what I would. That's why I said like I really like IPAs, so I might would give it. If I went there expecting IPAs, I'd give it a C. If I went there expecting anything other than IPAs, I'd give it an A. So it lands at a B. So if you were Irish, where would that make you? Would that be like a good thing? They had, they had one Irish beer. So okay, I guess there wasn't even an Irish red on tap. What in the world? So Irish people do Irish people like IPAs? I have no idea. Um, when I went, they had a few. But you had to go to, like, Galway. There wasn't that much in Dublin. Yeah, I don't remember IPAs being popular, but what do I know? Uh. No, craft beer's just catching on. And when I say just catching on, that was, like, five years ago, so. Yeah. But even then, it's still, I mean, here it's huge, but you go outside of here, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So Galway is the college town, uh, and they had a couple of craft beer shops and a couple of breweries out that way that had IPAs and stuff so it was nice and refreshing after drinking nothing but Smittix and Guinness for the first like four days five days that I was in uh, Ireland so yeah I don't remember them having any kind of IPAs when I went but I also went like almost 10 years ago so it's uh, yeah no they wouldn't have they would have been non-existent but it's catch it on you know uh, yeah sure most people just get Guinness Guinness has some really good uh it was a West Indies Porter. If you ever see that one, I'm going to tell you to grab it. That one's delicious. But West Indies. By Guinness? West Indies Porter? Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. It was really good. We got it at the Guinness place at the top, like the circle bar at the top. Oh, okay. Cause, yeah, yeah. it's cool. I don't remember the West Indies Porter. I did have a Porter, and it was really good. But yeah. I bought a bottle of it and took it back to our Airbnb. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Airbnb. Yeah. Un- unrelated, but... But yeah, actually, I mean, it is related. It's, it's you know St. Patrick's Day. Actually, have we, we've all been to Ireland, right? Because yeah. Logan was there around the same time you were, right? Yep. He was there like the week before for the game. That's right. That's right. That's funny. Coincidence there. Yep. We've all been to Ireland, and we've all yeah. and we've all been to other places. Yeah. That's, that's true. That is true. Technically correct. The best kind of correct. All right. So now. Now we got to move on. We've got music to review. So we had, and let's see if I can get the names of all these correct. We had Viagra Boys with Welfare Jazz. We had Sucker Punch, You Me at Six. And we had Havoc with V. So those were our albums. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and recommend we get... Uh, Viagra Boys out of the way. I just like. Oh, you're I don't starting know. off with the best album. Really? Wow. Interesting statement. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting statement. Oh, yeah. 
Viagra boys. Who's who's whose pick was what? I, I forgot between you and Kevin. Um, which one's I picked Sucker Punch. So okay, you picked Sucker Punch. Okay. Kev, Kevin picked Sucker Punch. I picked Viagra boys, and I'm pretty sure Ozzy picked. Yeah, yeah, Havoc. I, I picked Havoc. Yeah. So, so Viagra boys. What, what made you pick that, Logan? I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I googled. Well, I actually Googled, like, new albums, and I saw the... I, I don't remember what they were categorized as. I just remember it was, like, unique, and then I saw their name, and I was like, yeah, this seems stupid enough to work. Let's go with that. Um, I gotcha. So, really quick, uh, I'm going to give a quick sample of the song Girls and Boys off of Viagra Boys' new album, Welfare Jazz. This is Ozzy's favorite clip, so take a listen. So, uh, Ozzy was the shrimp one. Do you want to give us the sample real fast? Nice. So, I mean, not really. It, I can't do it justice. It's so good. But he literally just quotes a shrimp. Um, <laughs> what is... I thought was funny, I looked up the lyrics to see what he actually says, and he just says, blah, 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 blah. That's the best thing I can do. And some dude, like, put a side note and said, this is the sound the shrimp makes. Duh. So, this do shrimp makes duh d a shrimp makes exclamation points. It's fucking ridiculous. So these guys did their research. Um, Clearly, yeah. I actually, I actually didn't know this was a Swedish band. Um, I wouldn't even guess. I mean, they didn't. I mean, they sound like an American band. Honestly, I didn't. I don't mean that in a bad way or a good way. It's just, you know. I mean, I don't know that Swedish people sing in a like bathroom any more often than uh english people but yeah i guess mikey takeaway of the album i knew nothing going into this and you know uh when i first started listening to it i was kind of impressed by the music but going around the second time um i started noticing more flaws as you do i guess my keep my key problem is that their lyrics are stupid, and maybe it's because they are Swedish and they just don't fully understand them, or they're just kind of Whoa. making them up as they go. I was a little racist there. <laughs> maybe because they're Swedish and they're just stupid. He didn't say that. I just want to clarify. He did not say <laughs> I did that. Not, I definitely did not well, say it that. It sounded that way when you pause, and maybe it's because they're Swedish and they don't understand. No, they're our number one, like, listening group for this podcast i'm pretty sure no that's, it's not I'm pretty, it's the netherlands, right? I'm pretty sure it's iceland but anyway i don't know anyway we'll have to check they're all the same i'll have to double check um once we finish but yeah i i, I don't know again i maybe maybe it's because they're i don't know point point being like let me just read some of the lyrics uh like okay so obviously we got ozzy's from boys and girls where they quote a shrimp dogs the only real friends that i got shrimp a blub 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 love something i know about girls they always try to tie me down it's like okay i don't know what trying point you're trying to make i guess you're just kind of fucking around and then ain't nice lyrics where the guy is basically singing about how he's ain't he ain't nice you know if you couldn't tell by the title and 
So one of the one of the sections is you ain't nice, but you got a nice face. I hope I can fit all my shit at your place. Got a collection of vintage calculators. If you don't like it, well, babe, I'll see you later. I ain't nice. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Those, those are some hard rhymes, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Calculator, I'll see you later. Like, <laughs> just like, I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe this is a song right now. <laughs> this is what we're singing about. I mean, I'll be honest, I really like the music. It's very unique. It's great. The singer... And Ozzy, I'm sure you'll touch on this. I'm not thrilled by the singer. He clearly has more vocal range than he's given because he shows it in some of the songs. But he kind of keeps falling back to this weird, like, reverberating intonation. And I don't know if that's just the song style that they're going for. But I'm not a huge fan either way. But they did experiment a lot. They combined some very unique kind of songs, especially, you know... Uh, the saxophone, and I think they actually work in like a either a violin or a cello at some point. They do a good job of mixing. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Said they have a flute in there too. Oh, I must have missed the flute. Uh, but yeah, they they do a good job of mixing a lot of things in, and I think they have a great sound. It's just kind of disappointing that they've got weird lyrics but again i think coming back to it and if you couldn't tell by the name viagra boys i think it's just a bunch of guys having a good time and they happen to have music people like to listen to um so yeah i can't complain too much i think if people like listening to their music and they're having a fun time clearly they're living whatever their ideal life is so i i can't like openly be like this is a great album listen to it but i will say it's a fun album it's got a lot of unique things that you wouldn't see in other albums uh yeah i don't know if you like strange if you like giving strange things a shot i would say go for it but anyway i'm sorry i'm getting i'm not giving y'all a chance to say anything uh ozzy i know you got some thoughts go ahead (laughs) well um to start off the best way to describe this band is like um kind of like a proto-punk kind of band um if you think there's a lot of times where i got a good sense of e-pop and actually a lot of times i was thinking you know this sounds kind of like e-pop uh sometimes i was thinking queens of the stone age and i actually just looked it up like right when we started this podcast and the um the producer is the same producer who's produced for e-pop and queens of the stone age so now i understand why it sounds that way because um, there's a couple songs on here that it would fall just in line with some Iggy Pop, um, even um, you know something more modern of Iggy Pop, and not going back to like the Stooges or anything like that. But it was actually stuff that I liked musically. I was on the same plane as uh, Logan there, where you know a lot of the music sounded really cool, really um, you know you know sort of experimental, adding different sounds. They had you know random saxophones, flutes. Uh, they have a bunch of different sounds. Um, some of it. You know, was kind of came out of left field sometimes, but it was. I think it was done well. Um, it was a good mixture of, of, of. I guess, like a punkish kind of feel, but also other aspects. Um, so I was, I was, in, I was interested by the music, but I also did not like the singer. Um, it sounded like he was singing in a bathroom the whole time. That's just kind of what effects that he likes to have on his voice. Just kind of have like a very grandiose voice. And it is also very similar to Iggy Pop, kind of. But Iggy Pop is a much better singer. Iggy Pop is a wonderful singer in comparison. Um, 
but I just wasn't a fan of his singing. So a lot of times I just had it on in the background. I kind of did a Kevin take and just had it on in the background, was going through stuff and found myself like really, you know, groove into the music. Um, there were a couple of lyrics that took me out, kind of like you were quoting the shrimp lyric. I've really hated it. It just kind of like completely pulled me out of the moment. And I was just like, this is just terrible. Like, at least put a little bit more effort in some of your lyrics. Um, and then I wasn't a fan of the last song, Inspire Ourselves, which apparently I did not know this, but Kevin enlightened us and told us that that is a cover song from, um, who, who was it again? John Prine. John Prine. Uh, didn't he die this past year? Yeah, he did. Well, he died in the, yeah, in the past. Sorry, year. last year. Last year. Uh, uh, but yeah, it had a couple songs that I was actually really fan of and probably would listen to again. Um, I know there was a, like maybe one or two instrumentals, and those were probably my favorite, obviously. Um, but that's kind of my take. I was interested. Um, and apparently this is... They are... This was a kind of an experimental album for them. They did a little bit more, so that's kind of cool. Um, I guess I would be interested to see what they do in the future. All right. Um, Kevin. Yeah. I, I, the best way that I can describe this album is that if you wanted to make a spoof of Triple X, this would be the album for the soundtrack. Triple X? Like the Vin Diesel movie? Yeah, the yeah, action like, movie. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're trying to be action and have a lot of, you know, power. And then the lyrics are just like, <laughs> we're making fart jokes. <laughs> That's very accurate, actually. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so like, I the lyrics are pretty bad uh, about it. If I mean, if you like jokey songs and stuff like, I mean, I like a jokey song every once in a while. I mean, yeah, I, I like a jokey song in the middle of like an album, but yeah. I mean, Bowling for Soup's a good band. I'll listen to them, but you know, it's just like I felt like the instrumentals were really good, and I felt like the vocals like weren't bad it's just what he was saying was stupid um and that's what kind of threw me off because usually you have bad instrumentals with bad lyrics or jokey you know like they're not really putting 100 percent into it which was kind of like a disconnect i guess because i didn't expect the instrumentals to be you know really good but they, yeah they did kind of like have this kind of rock action -y kind of feel to it and then you have a shrimp talking about blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so Can't get over you know the shrimp. that's that's you know that's just my take on it you know it wasn't it wasn't bad it was nice listening to the background because like i said the instrumentals were good but yeah sometimes the lyrics just really really bring you out of it unless you're because I, I wasn't expecting jokey lyrics i guess going into it i should have with the band named viagra boys yeah uh, i guess i guess we really set ourselves up there i mean <laughs> yeah that, that was my fault i guess <laughs> this is viagra boys we yeah. should probably completely expect it i will i will say that uh a friend uh, i think uh an old friend from y'all's workplace brian anderson was asking me like hey you got any uh albums to recommend and i was like well we're listening to a few on the podcast you should check out viagra boys <laughs> Did he just stare at you? Really he just like, like he does? yeah, his jaw dropped. He's like Viagra boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty Check good. Out. You'd, you'd actually be surprised. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. 
So, uh, so yeah. I mean, if you want to, yeah, if you want a good joke, and you know, you're if you're going into it knowing that it's kind of a jokey lyric uh, kind of band, but still kind of rocky, you know, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I, I, I think it, I think it's a good time. My, yeah, but anyway, all right. So next up, we're gonna cover Kevin. Your, your choice, which was uh, you, me at six. Do you want to give us an introduction? As to why you picked this band before I give a sample? There wasn't any reasoning behind it. I clicked, I do what I do every single time. I click on Metacritic uh, new albums and I scroll down and I hover over uh, the bands and I look at their description. I was like, yeah, okay. And Sucker Punch sounded pretty stupid, so I picked that one. Well, uh, and it is it's, the album is stylized all capital letters, so real like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You absolutely know it's stupid. There you go. I yeah. mean, you you ended up picking essentially Lincoln Park Light, so I, I give you credit where credit is due. I guess you made a good decision. I guess. Well, I, I want to profess that it is the bad Lincoln Park, and not that this is. A, I think this is better than the bad Lincoln Park. It isn't. This isn't the good Lincoln Park. Um, I would say bad Imagine Dragons. Oh, okay. So yes, we'll get into it. Imagine Dragons was a big, a big, um, a, something big that I got every time I listened to this album. Um, uh, but also, I, like I was saying, um, what's it called? Uh, Lincoln Park went into that realm right before um, you know they kind of broke up because that dude killed himself. Yeah. So heavy. All right. Well, with that in mind, let's listen to a sample of "You Me at Six, The song, the title song, "Sucker Punch." I kind of want to wait for the beat to drop, but it, it's taken too long. Anyway. Yeah, I think mean, uh, it takes a while. Uh, I think that gives you a good... Well, I mean, that song... It starts out kind of like uh, electronic, right? It is very electronic. I have not... I only listened to the album. I didn't watch yeah, the yeah. YouTube. But I had I played the YouTube for the sample, and I didn't realize they had a choreographed fight scene like to start nice. off that song. But yeah, it's basically all techno leading up and then it kind of like builds into their uh yeah, repetitive kind of rap whatever thing. But anyway, yeah. So uh I guess I mean, I've kind of put my thoughts out there. Ozzy, do you want to start us off or I can take over if you want? We can like Kevin take it. This is his album. Um, yeah, so like I said before, this is like uh, Bad Imagine Dragons with, I'll agree with a, a spice of Linkin Park, mostly because of the electro um, that's in it. It's, to me, and you know, Kevin's hot takes on it, is uh, that if you took Imagine Dragons and just made them worse by like 20%, added like 40% Teenage angst in there, Ooh, yes, 
and then like 50% trying to be edgy like that would pretty much sum up this this band um Oh, they are super trying to be edgy. Like you could, you could cut yourself if you accidentally bump into this band. They're that. They're super edgy. Yeah. So, um, check your uh, wrist, baby. It was one of those things where I tried not to hate it, and then I just would didn't like it at all. Like it wasn't very good. It was just too. If I was, like, 17, I would be all about this album. <laughs> right? So, right? Yeah. That's, that's no. prime angst, dog. That's, like, prime angst. No, the Beautiful I'm not... Way is the most angsty thing I've heard in, like, the longest time. No, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, if you're finished with your review, Kevin, that is literally my exact thought when I was getting, going through this album. I was like, okay, so, first off, when I started listening to it, it reminded me of Sick Puppies, kind of with, like, an edge of Three Days Grace because of all the, like, super angst. If you remember that album X, for anybody who's familiar with them, where they started putting oh, yeah, out yeah. this... Where they put out the song where it's like, I hate everything about... Yeah, this that's not how they sing it, but it's like, I hate everything about you. And it was like, yeah, no, okay, this is dumb. But as an angsty teenager, you love that shit. As an, agro- as an adult, a grown man, uh, I don't... Grown man! <laughs> I'm a grown-ass man. But yeah, I just don't have that much energy to put into hating people for stupid reasons. So uh, yeah, it just didn't resonate with me. But yeah, it, it started with that, where it was kind of like, okay, at least they're playing music. And then it really got into the techno vibe as like things kept going. But the lyrics didn't change. The lyrics were still very aggressive, very angry at, I don't know, the system, whatever that is, I guess. And, uh, yeah, as it kind of went on, it, it just kind of became more like uh, maybe Meteora Lingham Park, you think? Is that probably about right? Because it wasn't like, like you said, it wasn't like super good Lincoln Park, but it wasn't also absolutely abysmal Lincoln Park. So that'd be Menace to Midnight Lincoln Park. Yes. So Menace to Midnight's okay. Uh, not good. I mean, no, not good. No, no. There's, I, I think I think that Lincoln Park was a slow decline. Like, well, I mean, there was, early out. albums were great. The The last albums were terrible. Um, they started going into Transformers movies and not making... Yeah, they started doing Transformers movies and they started making like arena, arena like rock slash imagine yeah. dragons bullshit and pretty much everything that you guys said is is on point with like the fact that this sounds it's kind of derivative sometimes um it seems like the verses are kind of like in between like not aggressive but not like super light and then once it gets to the chorus it's like this like like huge chorus that would like sound great in an arena and that's what they're going for and it seems like every other song sounds like that um, and that's just Imagine Dragons to a T. Like, they make a song for to hype you up in the chorus, really repetitive, and sometimes a little angsty. This is even more angsty than Imagine Dragons sometimes. Because, yeah, the Beautiful Way song was just super angsty. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're all broken in a beautiful way. Yeah, I mean, uh, whatever. I mean, it's you're wearing your emotions on your sleeve. I can't really, you know say too much negative about it it's just angsty and i'm not like it, it takes me out of it sometimes with those lyrics um and then like half of their songs are like all capitalized that just adds angst um 
So, yeah, I mean, I'm on the same. I'm in the same boat. I did have one song that I actually really liked, and that was Glasgow. That was the only song that didn't sound like anything like the rest of them. Um, it was kind of almost like an acoustic song. It was just there was no electronics. Not that there's anything wrong with electronics. Obviously, you can add electronics to music, and it sounds great. And I think like the electronic flourishes they had on this wasn't bad. Like I, I mean, a lot of the songs I had it, it was done well, or you know, it, it that's that wasn't the gripe I had. So I was okay with that. Even though I feel like sometimes it can be very repetitive, kind of like Sucker Punch. You sound like the same thing was going on for like a minute and a half, um, and that can happen sometimes with electronic music and i'm not a fan of that type of music so it's hard for me to really appreciate it in this in th this way with uh you me at six but i did like glasgow yeah i i remember glasgow the lyrics really pissed me off in that song but it was it was kind of like with viagra boys where i was like i hate these lyrics but the music's pretty good in this song so i that was torn on that one but yeah um because I think, if I remember correctly, that was, uh, Glasgow was the one where it was like pining over, it was the pining romance song, essentially. Yeah, right. essentially, yeah. He, I think he was saying, like, we don't want the same things. And he actually sang very well on that song. I like that. Uh, it was, he showed a little bit more range on that song, which makes sense, the ballad. Um, so I, I really did like that aspect of it, because the rest of it just seems like he's screaming out to a crowd, or, you know, like, hey, Raleigh! Um, green mm. room. <laughs> well, we're, we're we're about to really get to the screaming man, but yeah, I mean, I will say he did really. He wasn't screaming. But he was he was on the verge. He was trying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did like that song out of the rest of them. So, yeah, I didn't really. Again, I think it's like I think they have their niche. I guess it's just not us. I don't. I don't know that I, I can. I think it's a very modern thing, right? I think this is a very modern type of band. Um, kind of like Imagine Dragons and more modern. Um, I mean, like Lincoln I said, Park. if you listen to it when I was like seventeen, it'd be killer. Like high school level mm -hmm. angst is top tier for when you want to listen to this album. Yeah, I mean, again, so, I I I would have probably enjoyed this if I was a teenager, but I'm not. I think it's just more like stylistic. But all the too. teenagers that are out there listening to this uh, podcast, check well, it out. All of you Icelandish teenagers, yeah. I fucking love this album. Um, you may relate a lot to this, for reals. I mean, but I mean, like, stylistically, I think this is a very modern band where, like, they, like, combine, like, rockish aspects with, like, electronic music. Because um, I think that's where a lot of groups are going now. Like, you think of, like, Imagine Dragons, kind of like we're saying, even, like, um, 21 Pilots, you know, styles like that. I think they, you know, they do it well with a little bit more hip-hop on it. Yeah, what? my my problem Man's is like that. My problem is I just don't understand the young people. But no, I think it's that yeah. After my after my thirty what first birthday, now I can't even. I don't know what other bands are doing this stuff because like I don't keep track of like the young angsty bands. So maybe this is like a really common thing, or maybe they're the only band out there doing that, and that's why. They're really playing hard into the super angry angst kind of vibe, but I do. As long as they're teenagers, there will be angsty bands. No, I I a hundred percent am with with Kevin on this list where I'm like, yes, if I was a teenager, I would listen to this shit for a hundred a hundred percent. 
For sure. I mean, no one's going to knock you for, you know, putting your feelings out there. Does everyone like it? No. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I just, Except for the know, world. Just just the way it's put out there, I'm just like, nah, I'm good. It's almost like, like, it's like when I listened to Fall Out Boy. I loved listening to Fall Out Boy when I was, when I was a teenager. It was great. But I would not listen, listen to, to Fall Out Boy. I love Fall Out Boy. I mean, Boy. not the same way. I mean, I listen to it for nostalgic reasons, but oh, fuck. can I, I listen to their stuff? And be like, oh, yeah, I relate, and, you know, the lyrics are great. No, I don't. I chime in with, haven't you ever heard of closing the goddamn door? No. What? That's Panic at the Disco. That's Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. That's the good one. You got an exclamation, right? Thanks for the memories, dance, dance, and sugar, we're going Excuse down. Me, it's thanks for the memories. Thanks it's for the thanks memories. For, there's no vowels in it. How do you pronounce it? You're sitting so down, that's down. Like, oh, pronouncing it the way it should be, memories. Oh, Fallout Boy is the one I listen to on the toilet. You're sitting down, down, and you're taking a crap. Maybe you're standing up peeing. It would make more sense if you're pooping because you're using that toilet paper. All right, anyway, sorry. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I listen to Salt and Pepper while I'm taking a poop. <laughs> oh, well, shut up. I'm actually listening to uh, Lincoln Park now that we mention it, where he's like, in the end. Does anyone feel bad for all those like musical artists that end up on Geico? I know this is kind of like derailing, but do you feel bad for like those ice cream scoop commercial guys? Where it's like, now we're on a oh, Geico no, commercial. Wait, <laughs> like, what? Dude, that commercial slaps, dude. What's up? <laughs> that commercial is pretty good. Chocolate. Can we address the fact that the the kid is like absolutely not into it, but the parents are? Oh, the parents love it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's that's their music, man. Scoop, there it is, baby. Scoop, and the, the Cuban Matumbo one is pretty good too. All right, okay. That's an old one that started to come back. Huh? That that one's an old one that's come. Yeah, back. the Dikembe Matumbo one's been around for a while, actually. I thought it was a different commercial though. No, I think it's the same. I'm pretty oh, sure really? it's the same. Yeah. Damn. Anyway. Ozzy, we gotta get to your album. So, why don't, you, why don't you tell us why you picked Havoc? So, Havoc, Havoc is the band. The, the album is V. I think it's V. Either that or it's Five, because it is their fifth album. So, I don't know what they call it. Um, but Havoc is a thrash band from Colorado. Uh, uh, yeah, and I picked them because I like thrash metal, and um, I found out about them a couple years ago and have kept up with their albums for the last two or three of them and this one came out mid of last year um and i actually kind of just forgot with the whole pandemic i just didn't realize people were still making music um so i picked this one because uh a i figured kevin would really hate it and b it would be um well i guess we really haven't done like a you know something that a metal that's less commercial because um, this is pure thrash I I just want to say before we get into it I hate that you pointed out that it could have been 5 because now I Goog- I'm googling it trying to figure out if it's 5 or V and nobody says it's going to drive me nice. fucking crazy <laughs> okay anyway you never, you never know that, that, that's part of the uh, I guess the uh, chaotic aesthetic for. or whatever yeah but yeah, so we, I guess we can play a clip for them. Yep, here comes a sample off of uh, Havoc's V or 5. This is uh, from the song Cosmetic Surgery. Take a listen. 
do like your choice because it really highlights um, this is Ozzy's choice to play this song and it really does highlight some of the bass lines which is probably my favorite part of the album uh, but uh, yeah um, since we're doing like everybody in turn Ozzy tell us what you thought about the album so I you know I, I love this album I think um, it's a, pretty much the epitome of thrash um, the reason I like thrash is it's it's brutal intense from front to back um if you think of thrash you think of like um megadeth metallica early metallica and they're definitely influenced heavily by these bands i mean it's pretty straightforward how much they sound like uh, metallica especially metallica i mean megadeth especially megadeth um but yeah i i really enjoyed it it's very aggressive um i think their last album was a little bit less straightforward it was, um, I want to say it was Conformicide, and it was a little bit more experimental, if you can be experimental. I was telling Logan that with, with Thrash, you kind of get it for face value. It's heavy, it's straightforward, it's fast, it's guitars, bass, drums, and, you know, usually a singer. With Thrash, they don't really focus on the singer, and this is kind of the same with this band. The singer kind of yells slash... Um, sings kind of a graspy voice so if you're expecting singing that's not what you're going to get um, but that's thrash and they do it very well um, each one of the instruments is played very well the production on this is great because like you can hear everything like perfectly clean and going to what Logan was saying the bass is probably what makes me really enjoy a good metal band or rock band is if the bassist is really you know is awesome and they do a good job of highlighting the bass not just having it in the background you know not pulling a fucking metallica and oh yeah we just didn't include the, the bass in the mix so yeah there you go there's no bass no there's bass here you can hear it it actually has distinctive lines that you can hear and many times it has there's solos there's you know sections like that that really make you appreciate the instruments themselves and i think that's the point when it comes to this type of music and like I said, they do a good job of that. And then, lyrically, um, I guess thrash is kind of the same thing across the board. You know, it usually talks about... Uh, sometimes it could be politics-based. It could be very, um, like, opinionated. Uh, in this case, it is. Sometimes he talks about, you know, the system. About the system. Um, it talks about... Uh, I think there's a couple songs where... Let me see... Uh, like, oh yeah there's one's called like post-truth era it talks about just like the media and how it you know tells you lies essentially the ma mass media right um a couple different songs about things like that cosmetic surgery is obviously a play on you know people and appearances and having to you know more about lies of of your image and your body um that was kind of a cool song and then the last song is one of my favorites is uh, called Don't Do It. And it's actually, um, it starts out as a very kind of like acoustic slow song, very like like a grungy slash uh, chugging song. Uh, it doesn't, it's not very uh, thrash. And it's essentially about suicide. And this guy telling him not to do it, but he's also saying I'm going to do it. It's kind of weird. Uh, but then it ends very brutal. Um, so it was kind of a cool... It was very straightforward about the subject, um, but it was, I think, done well and very exciting way to end the song. I think that's the best uh, 
singing that the guy does, singing slash performance, I guess if you want to call it. All right, Kevin. So, I, I I listen to this song like I listen to this album like all the time because I just I, I love. <laughs> you got really into heavy. this album, yeah. yeah. How heavy it is. I mean, I just like I like metal. Sometimes when you find a good metal al- album, it's kind of hard to find anything else like it, and you you go to it when it's good. But uh, Kevin, uh, as someone who's not as into metal, uh, thoughts. <laughs> Shit sucks, dude. There you go. Uh, did not enjoy it at all. I guess. The instrumentals were all right, uh, pretty high energy. Uh, but yeah, vocals, I mean, he's just screaming into a mic, and I can't understand any of the words that he says. So, uh, not a big To be fan. fair, you can't understand half the time if the guy's singing anyways, because you couldn't understand uh, when um, Iron Maiden was singing. Yeah. True. And so this he was is, actually singing. So this is even worse. Right. I'm just saying, it's, I'm not, it's not no. like it's just screaming oh, that you don't understand. I mean, to, to, to be fair, no, he's right though. Like, come on. I no, mean, no, this is pure scream. This is pure like screaming slash on the very edge of destroying. Now, I will say, if you're a metal fan, you probably have a good understanding of what he's saying because it's not like that unclear. But yeah, if you're just a general music fan, oh yeah, you're probably not gonna understand what he's saying. It's like just because he is screaming the entire time. But anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that uh, lands on zero levels for me. So, yeah, um, <laughs> if I could take back listening to this, I probably could have gave you the same review and not wasted my time. Oof. Uh, okay, so as a metal fan, uh, here's my thoughts, I guess. Um, I liked it in some aspects. We we kind of touched on. I think they really focus on the bass and they really focus on the drums. The guitar, and I don't know if they do this on other albums, but for this album, they didn't seem to bring out the most of it. I know, Ozzy, you compared it to Megadeth, but I think the key difference between uh, this band and maybe Megadeth is they really let their uh, instruments, their uh, guitars, the melody kind of instruments get more creative with it and kind of duel it out whereas in this one it was kind of like the bass and the drummers are driving things and then the guitars are kind of uh carrying things along but for the most part they're just kind of there to accentuate which is fine uh that's how some people do it um but i wouldn't compare it necessarily to megadeth i think also the key thing that you pointed out in your review is that it is very straightforward the lyrics are very straightforward. Like you can probably, for people who can't listen to metal like Kevin, um, you know, the title of the song pretty much says it all on, I would say 90% of these songs. Uh, maybe no, like a hundred percent of these songs on this album where it's just like, whatever the title says, that's the point of the song. And there's not a whole lot of deviation or thinking about it. Um, I will say it's very aggressive, which a hundred percent, that's what you're going for in thrash metal. They nail that. They nail the feel. They nail the vibe. They do nail the kind of art form of kind of ma- painting a picture. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing. I, my my thing is, I I want to see them try to be more creative. Although I guess to Ozzy's point, um, if they did that on the last album, I can see why they just went straight on this one. They're just like, hey, we got some music. Uh, we're gonna just punch it and just go hundred. 150 percent you know just like a straight thrash metal album so i get it um now you know that's my review 
The only reason, though, that I think Ozzy and I like it are because we're thrash metal fans, and I think if you're just giving this a general music review, I think people could probably appreciate the instrumentals, but if you're not some kind of metal fan, you're probably not going to like this album. It's just what it is, because it is very heavy. All the things that Ozzy likes about this album are going to be detractors for you if you don't like metal. It just is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not going to go in, it's, it's, it's brutal, like, you're not listening to, like, oh, this is, you know, nice, it's, it's in your face. You're not listening to music. (laughs) No, it's, it's, it it is the epitome of, you know, musicianship when it comes to these instruments in that style, because, you know, these guys are, you know, very technical, um, and thrash is meant to be that way, thrash is supposed to be essentially, like, people just playing it as fast as possible, I mean, that's literally what, um... So you're telling me they're speed running the instruments? There you go. They're I mean, actually speed running, man. You love speed running video games. You can appreciate speed running. I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to like it. That's I'm not. Different. I'm not even going to say the bassist was, but the drummer definitely was doing a good job of speed running things. Yeah, I, I was actually. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the drummer, uh, but it seemed like he was a top level drummer from what I could tell. Yeah. No, I mean, the, 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 especially the song that I picked to start with, Cosmetic Surgery, he just starts off completely brutal. It's just a, like a wall of sound. Oh, he... And, he and just not all the songs are like that to start. I mean, not all the songs are just walls of sound. It gets there. But this one comes off just just off right out the gate. It just comes to your face. Well, and I think... What? Yeah, you heard it. <laughs> it's just a wall of sound. What? Uh, That's why I didn't like this album. But no, Damn, I... you can't appreciate a good facial. Not on me, no. I will say, if you want to give the album a try and you want to kind of get adjusted, that would be the key thing that you listen to in a metal album to kind of start off, is if the drummer's not good, the song is not going to be good. I know there's all this hype made about the guitarists, but the drummer has to really be good. Otherwise, the band is just not going to gel. This drummer was fantastic. I will say that. Um, But yeah, no... um, in general, not the very easiest of listenings if you are a general music fan. But if you like metal, definitely give it a listen. If you like thrash, you have to give it a listen. Because um, so. there's a bunch of different metal genres. Metal is probably more diverse than half the things we listen to just because of you know, you know, different countries doing it differently or different languages and stuff like that and different styles. So. All right. Anything else to add before we uh, close out on the uh, metal album? No. It's everything I had to say about that album. I mean... Kevin summed it up. He just did not like it at all. He wasted his time listening to it. I mean, I just realized, though, we started with a Swedish band, and then we kind of went back to Sweden because they're all about that thrash metal. Or is it Norway? I'm pretty sure it's Sweden. Mm. Aren't they, like, death metal? Isn't Sweden, like, death metal? Uh, God, I get them all confused, because Sweden and Norway are, like, both up there. I don't... I get so confused with those. Sweden just likes metal in general. Can't we just be, like... Yes, they do. But isn't that, like, the place where, like, they had all those killings of, like, the people that were, like, really into, like, death metal? Yeah, that was... they kill, like, people for some reason? Yeah, that was, uh, that was where they had the death metal murders and the church burnings. So, yeah, that happened. That stuff was real intriguing. Just feel bad for those guys. And then they get a fucking... 
the death penalty in Sweden is just so dumb. It's not a death penalty, sorry. Like, the the crime punishment for murder is basically like, oh, you get to live in a hut with video games for, like, 35 years. Like, fucking sign me up, please. Yeah. That's what, that's what we do already. Uh... Yeah, but anyway, so I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I was pretty happy just as a kind of conclusion. Big Boss, definitely check it out. Um, Viagra Boys, worth checking out. Uh, the uh, Havoc, worth checking out if you're into thrash metal. And uh, <laughs> You, Me at Six, worth checking out if you're 17 and angsty. So, yeah, I think we're pretty happy with all these albums. Yeah, I mean, all top tier. Yeah, depending on your, you know, how you category. Oh, I did look at a world map of heavy metal, and it is, yeah, it's Sweden, I think is the right one. You still haven't narrowed it down? So it looks like, which one's the one that's right next to Russia? That's Norway, right? Yeah. Russia's massive. Everything's next to Russia. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. From left to right, it goes Norway, Sweden, and Finland. Okay, so Finland's the big one. There, you got the picture now. You fucking tell me. Finland? So the Finns are the ones that, like, thrash? Yeah. Yeah, Finland. Finland is... Sweden second, and then Norway, and somehow Iceland. Somehow Iceland. That's why Iceland's always listening to our podcast. Also, Greece is in there. What the fuck? I don't know. Anyway. All right. So thanks, as always, to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, you can check it out more. Uh, shoot us an email at tomemeatleather at gmail.com because I still haven't gotten a separate email yet. Got to work on that. Um, and as always, thanks to uh, Kevin and Ozzy for joining me today. So, let me know when you get that all bass band together, uh, Ozzy. I'll be glad to sing for you. Do vocals. Oh, yeah, we're going to cover Six Me at Punch. What? <laughs> All right, and keep it watch. All righty, but uh, that's all we got. Thanks always, and y'all have a good rest of your week. Night, Later, everybody. you guys. Later. Bye.